Hello. Welcome back, everyone. We're back. Back once again with the Renegade Master. Episode 46. Is that what the episode actually is? It is. is. This is episode 46. Good to, good to be Good to be here. back. Good to be back. It's been a while, I think. It has. It has been a while. You've been at Hamilton Island. Have you been? I was traveling Asia. Doing another podcast for someone else. Did another podcast. Shout out to Jordan. Of the fucking scumbag. Yeah. It's a good podcast. Hasn't come out yet, though. Hasn't come out yet. But, yeah. The whole experience in Bali was a bloody fan one. I thought you were going to call me and have me on and I could be like a live, like a live phone in. I think it was just too much effort. But anyway, when I'm when I'm when it goes live, I'll let people on this podcast know. The podcast is called Sex Aphrodite. I want to so, know some of the questions that she asked you on that podcast, but I get we'll find out when. Yeah, she asked me. You know, like when you do shit like that, you kind of you're you're so much in it that you can't you can't really remember what the hell was asked. Was it a very different feeling being on someone else's podcast and having yeah, them? Yeah, I've never it? I've never like done that before. Yeah, yeah, and it was just her asking me questions. You'd have to think as much because you're no, not like the one carrying the conversation. Didn't, didn't even tell me what I was being asked. Yeah, yeah, that's good though. That's yeah. fun. She asked me like stuff about body count. Um turn-offs in the bedroom um by when like when i lost my virginity yeah what i like in the bedroom yeah i was quite i was very open yeah. jesus christ just thinking about it yeah you know you're like, <laughs> you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah. it was uh, like twitching thinking about oh what the stuff god. i said just the shit that's gonna come out yeah i did say at the start to my mom not to listen to it there, there are times when i remember of like our first like 10 or 15 episodes <coughs> where there were things i said and then as i'm listening back to the live one i'm like fuck i really shouldn't have said that like that and it's you know i'm a lot better now it's like, not what you having, say it's how you say it yeah it's like i'm better <laughs> now at having the foresight because i've got in trouble quite a few times um but yeah it's uh it's it's interesting well welcome back welcome back everyone episode 46 men episode know 46 nothing. my name is Dwayne. i'm dan and this is men know nothing here to give you the advice you never ask for on a daily basis or sometimes weekly every other day nightly basis yeah, just, whenever we get whenever yeah whenever we this. can you yeah, know what i mean we don't yeah. like to put pressure on ourselves no, we don't want to put pressure we don't do that exactly. no. it's just more like when it happens yeah. authentically and at the we're time. busy men organically yeah you know what i mean <coughs> yeah, exactly. Fact, mate. yeah exactly mate but yeah we are back and as usual at the start of the episode we will be giving you our was it them or was it you was it them or was it you so i've had one uh sent in the other day and this person said i've been on a date with this individual we went on three dates and i held out having sex with them the reason for that is that i wanted to see that they were invested into me and not just wanting to get me back for a one night stand coming to the fourth day i decided let's move it to the next stage and we shagged after that Basically, we ended up not seeing each other anymore. I think they're a bit of a wanker for this. Am I in the wrong or are they? Interesting. So, Ooh. the whole holding out thing yeah, so- is an interesting one because I think... I don't feel like you should hold out sex if that's the only thing you think is going to keep that person there. 100%. I think that's would be my first... That would be my first advice. If you're holding out sex because you think that person is going to leave once they get it, then you already have your answer. Now, if you hold out sex because that's the kind of person you are and you need to feel a level of connection and intimacy with that person on an emotional level, intellectual yeah. level, and a physical level, and yeah, that's different. Uh, 
<laughs> and let's be a fucking weirdo yeah. um yeah so i think if if that's the reasons why you're holding out mm. for it that's completely fine but i never suggest ever doing that if if sex is the only thing you think yeah. is going to keep them there because then now that you've done that and they've left after four dates that's like four dates and four times that you've just wasted yeah, that you 100%. could have just got your answer straight away and moved on i think it's a, a shift in perspective as well so many people use sex as a currency and so, you know, they hold out having sex with them to think that they can build more value. Yeah. But I think it really does come as a change in perspective because it also shows what you value. Mm-hmm. You know, what you project is what you value. And that means you see sex on a high pedestal and you see sex as like the be all and end all. And when you do that, that's when you start to prioritize things in the wrong way. And so you go into first dates or into situationships and it's like, well, that's the, you know, the unlocking the new level mm-hmm. you know like in fucking Tekken yeah that's like, that's like fighting the uh, the master um, but yeah which is wrong you know because I think if you go into it and it's like look we're going to enjoy this on whatever happens well then I think you're going to get a naturally a better outcome just prioritize you know interest and investment not like you know specific things and overvalue um certain aspects of it so yeah in regards to was it them or was it you i don't know like you're saying they're a wanker but really it's like were there signs as well Mm. in that courting period where you could tell where their investment was yeah because like so many people say like you know we had a couple of dates and then it ended and you know it just came out of nowhere but i'm like did it come out out of nowhere nowhere Yeah, yeah, yeah did it come out of nowhere what are the conversations you had in between those dates like if i was to read through and be a fly on the wall in all those situations could i be like "Mm, there were kind of signs there there were signs there um so yeah i'm trying to think if i've ever been in a situation where i've been on a few dates and then the person just stopped responding and it was very much out of the blue like as in after you've shagged or like do you mean just either or uh what do you mean like they slowly like ghost out yeah How, how you mean have you ever been ghosted yeah um as in, in terms of like how this person sent their wanker because they've just like stopped responding. I mean, I could tell I've had situations before where it's like, well, like, I mean, when I say out of the blue, it's like, okay, I thought this was going well. Because mm. I think anytime the responses have stopped or we've stopped corresponding, there's always been signs that it was going in that direction. It's never been like yeah. a complete like cut off, if that makes sense. I usually change phones after each new date, so I'm not too sure. (laughs) Um, He's got his trap motor all the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Mm. if it's them or you. You're just such a stand-up guy. It wouldn't happen to you. It is what it is, you know. You're just such a good guy. Why why would it... Single as well. Exactly. It wouldn't happen to you, bro. You know, you don't want to manifest these things. Nah, true, true, true. It's the energy that I put out. Exactly, exactly. Those chakras, bro. I don't give a fuck. You just got those aligned chakras. It's the I don't give a fuck energy. So then there's no investment there. I'm joking. I invest. (coughs) He's not joking. Sometimes. Most times. Um, But I'm not sure if it's them or is it... I don't know. I think in this one here... I think maybe 50-50. I think it's 50-50, but maybe it's like... Did you overexpect? So I'd say maybe it's a bit of you. Like, yeah. did, did you overexpect in that situation? Mm. Don't make your, don't make sex the currency. Um, yeah. Make money the currency. What? To sell yourself? No, make money the currency. Why would they sell themselves? Money is a currency. Exactly. Right. Got ya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I think um, I think in this case. I'm I'm leaning fifty fifty because okay. I think also after four dates and you've slept with someone, I think yeah. they at least deserve the courtesy of being messaged and told, "Hey, I'm not vibing." I wonder how many men 
hold out sex as a way to get value in the relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like lads on a first date, they're like, no, nah, I'm not shagging. They're like, no, she wants, I want to shag. I'm not doing that. I'm not that kind of guy. I want four dates. I'd say 10%. I, I don't, I've never spoke to any lads who are like, you know, if the girl wants it, like imagine she's on a date and she's like, look, you, me, back to yours now. And he's like, oh no, I just, I'm just very tired. I've got to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> I just, no, I'd I just, maybe, no, it probably does probably, happen. It probably does happen, yeah. but I'd say like maybe 5%. Maybe, maybe like depending where you are in your life as well. Maybe like if you're like, no, all I've been doing is shagging yeah. and I actually want to just maybe like, you know, not. It could be a level of also if it's a guy um, who is, dating intentionally yeah there could be a change of mindset and he may decide actually i don't want to start sleeping with girls in the first date because that's just gonna misdrewed my mind and kind of fuck up what my actual intentions are especially if he really likes to go i'd love some stories like that if anyone can send in like times that any girls out there any times that you've been rejected by a man can you just let us know what those scenarios are i feel like we're not going to get any messages <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to a know. woman rejected by a man that is unheard I know. of i know let me meet this man yeah I know. and get him on the podcast like, even if you even even if you're ugly you know it doesn't mean you're always going to get rejected as a female it's just True. easier it's just, it's just yeah, so it's, much it's just it easier happen. It doesn't yeah. happen. um well today today dan's our case study today because today we are talking about when is the right time to move in with a partner mm. and we put out some um widgets onto ig this week to get mm. some of your feedback so we'll go into those a little bit later on but yes i i actually recently listened to a podcast about this particular topic and i thought they it was quite a short and and not really informative in my opinion but the the topic's a good one so i mm. thought we should also talk about it yeah, yeah so yeah the question is when is the right time to move in with a partner obviously this is going to be very subjective everyone's answer is going to be different we had some similar answers but for you daniel because you've lived it yeah i've never done it have you ever lived with a girl before yeah no, you've lived I've with lived like with girls before girl, you've never lived with like a, not a partner no so when's the right time to move in with a partner so my, my scenario was slightly different because when i first came to australia it was with my ex and we moved straight in together because that was just like you know we're coming back to australia together it's like well we're not going to live in two separate places we've been dating for like six seven months and we moved in um, that was how I first like moved in with the missus. So I don't think it was like the same or maybe like organic way that it would happen if you were living in the same country and you have that. <coughs> oh, sorry guys. Um, and you, <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I don't think it's the same as when you have the like organic growth of like living in the same city with someone and then you date and then, you know, you slowly see like, Hey, should we live together? Should we like, think you know should we work out if this is going to be a viable option so i was kind of like thrown in in the deep end mm. so it's hard i don't know when like the right time to move in with the, with like your partner is but i think you could say when is too soon maybe yeah you know because i think so many i think so many people nowadays and you know this is again just my opinion because there are so many people out here who are going to listen to this and think it's about them and if you do think it's about you it, it probably is, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i think so many people are in like a rush to get to the next stage like yeah. so quickly you know like so many people they date and you know i i really love the early stages of dating when you first meet someone it's like that fireworks that enjoyment you know it's like what do you like about them? Let's like, you know, see what sparks off together. And then you build that slowly to understand more and more around each other. And then you come to that stage of like, hey, 
like I really want to see you more. I think mm. we should live together. I think it'd be awesome. You know, I think we'd have such an amazing life. But so many people jump from A to B so quickly. They kind of like miss out on it. And I yeah. think it's sad because it's such a cool like experience to have. And it's like such a, a nice like journey to go on. So, you know, that's... Um, yeah, I do think it's very, very situational when you when you mention about the jumping yeah. from one point to the other quite quick. And I think life experiences have an effect in, on that whenever people make that decision and also I think their age as well. Yeah. I think someone sent that into my IG story and I kind of agree with it. I think whenever you've had these life experiences and these fucking either great or shit relationships throughout your 20s and you yeah. get your late 20s and you may meet someone in your late 20s or th start your 30s, I think there's a level of all the bullshit that you'd have to figure out in your early 20s is completely gone. Like, you're not trying to figure out what you want and need from a relationship. You've already hopefully figured out that. You've already figured out the key pillars of what you need from a partner. You know what your prerequisites are to even entertain someone through in that dating stage. I think what, whenever you get through all of that shit and you get to your late 20s and your 30s, I think that's why you find that people, whenever they meet at that point of life, are able to, I guess, move forward a little bit quicker than you would do in your 20s. Because I think in your 20s, you're aware that you have so much time. Well, you think you have so much time, but it flies so quick. I think you don't have the same like foresight as well yeah, when you don't. you're younger. You no, just, you don't. You, you're, just, you're just experiencing life. Just so so much just, of your life is mm. so new because... In your early 20s, you've pretty much just left high school where you're so structured. Yeah. Then you go to uni and you haven't all that. So so much of life is so new and the experiences you're now experiencing yeah. are so new. Probably the feelings that you're having in those relationships are so new because they'll be very different to high yeah. school. So when you go through all of that and you've experienced the up and downs and the highs and the lows, whenever you get to your late 20s and in your 30s, you're like, okay, I know the, what exactly what I want. I don't need to go through all the bullshit, the the game plan, the da 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 So I feel like that tricks people's minds into thinking, I'm ready to move in. But I tell you now, you're not. Do you but know what I, I was just thinking? I feel that there are certain things that used to hold a lot of high value and that meant something. And I think that with the like rush, with the like the rushingness of like jumping from A to B or, you know, like becoming let's say exclusive or moving in with someone or saying i love you like these things i feel like used to maybe not used to like you know but i feel like in my mind these things have like really big value mm. right but when people rush through these things i almost feel like it devalues it yeah it means that like everyone can do it yeah but the whole point is not everyone is meant to get there at that point yeah and so it's like saying I love you to someone that means something mm. and if you're someone that can so easily do that then it's like devalues the situation that you're in mm. and so I think people should really before making these decisions see this is like a big step this is a huge step but see it as that not in a way of like to panic you or to worry you but see it as a part of your life that's the next stage of like development yeah. be like if I'm choosing to live with you I'm choosing you as my partner this isn't like yeah, let's fucking let's just fucking give it a go. See what happens. Or if I'm yeah. like, I want to say I love you, I fucking mean it. Yeah. And I really mean it because I don't say this unless I really, truly mean it. And I think it really devalues it when people just throw that away. Mm. Because if you're willing to throw that away, then how much investment do you actually have over the longevity of the relationship Fact. if there's nothing that you really value to like a high priority, you know? And that's that's actually a good point in terms of the, the value 
in moving in the value and saying I love you for for example if you know a friend that's going to be moving in with their partner after three months that's then going to give you that confirmation bias that oh maybe when mm. I meet my partner I'm going to move in after yeah. three months and then you're going to have all these people that are moving in really early I'm, I'm just like what are you doing mm. you don't know someone in three months yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, oh, I always reiterate this like you don't know who that someone really is yeah. until at least six months in yeah. because people are st- after three months people still got their backups people are still for the most part trying to protect their heart yeah, trying yeah, to protect yeah. their and hide their trauma and hide their flaws and then when they get comfortable they'll drop the walls and you start to see who they really are so you don't want that to start happening when you move in with someone yeah. you signed a year lease or a two year lease and you have a dog because yeah. then now it's going to be harder to get out Yeah, 100%. and even if you do get out you now have other commitments to each other because you've decided to do this you decided to do that so the value in like saying I love you and moving in is so high that people need to just be aware because a lot of the times when people move in with each other and it doesn't work out, mm. they normally break up. Wait, what? What do you mean? If they move in together, it doesn't work out then? And as in like they they decide to like move back oh, home. Right, like yeah, they yeah. normally, if they're right, okay, this living together circumstance <clears throat> is not working. They usually break up. Obviously, it happens and people stay together, but the exception, really? the exception doesn't make the rule. Yeah, I know someone who was living with their partner and wasn't working so he moved out I think with his mates she got a new housemate and they're still together well, that's the thing, I, I, she's not like, pregnant so. that's the thing I would and they're living separately uh, I think they're probably moving move back in together yeah, now well that's the thing I would expect that if you decide to move back out it's because it hasn't worked but that's the point you make a decision to move in with each other because you're like this is like a big change that I want to make yeah you know and I think um, yeah that's uh, I think just more thought and really sitting with yourself and not just being like, fuck, let's just, you know, just sit with yourself. Is this something I really want? Yeah. Is this something I'm prepared to? And that builds the like value that builds the investment. Mm. It's like, if you, it's like calling someone your best mate, right? You don't say that like willy nilly. No. Cause it means something has value to it. And if you're someone and some, if Everyone's you're someone your that mate. knows that you said that about everyone, well then that doesn't have value to the people in your life. It only has value because of like the scarcity of it, mm. you know? Um, so yeah, I think there's a, a big thing around that of like, there are certain bits that people I think just need to see the value in and yeah. the importance and relevance in their lives, you know? Um, that's just my opinion. Um, it's, it's right. So obviously we're trying to figure out when the right time is to move in with someone. I, let's help the people out. I would like, so I have a list of I, stuff. <clears throat> I, I was going to say before you get onto that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to say a specific like amount of months or years. No, nah, I don't think but you, you I, can really I would say put a quantity. Have it longer than shorter period. Yeah. Ha- have it as long as you can. Like yeah. really like enjoy that and lengthen it out for as long as you can until it's to the point of like, I fucking need to live with you. And that's the thing. Like, I, I want this so much. 100%. And that's the thing. Whenever, whenever you're dating someone, there is a, a honeymoon period. Where everything's yeah. intense, everything is exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La, da, 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 da. This is when everything's perfect and rose tinted glasses and all that good stuff. Shagging like seven times a day. Yeah, we'll go with seven times a day. <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> um, no, but that, so during the early stages, that's, that is a situation that most people yeah. would like to be in. You'd be stupid to think that when you move in, that's going to continue. Mm. That's going to literally just kill. The, it can, it can. The eroticism and the excitement that you have at the start of dating. Because a part of um, the early stage of dating and the excitement of meeting someone you like 
is like the build-up. Like, you see them on a Saturday night, and it's great, and then you know, fuck, I'm not going to see them for another four or five days. So it's that build-up, and it's, it's you're giving yourself the opportunity to miss them, mm. to think about how that, like, experience with them went. And then you're building up this, like, intense, could be sexual sexual emotions, um, um, intimate, all that kind of stuff is building up to then see them. When you move in with someone there's a good chance that's going to be lost pretty quickly. Mm. Because if you're around them 24-7, again, the comfortability sets in. You probably feel like you don't need to dress up for them as Mm. like you used to. You're you're probably not going to cut your hair as often, do your beard as often. Like You're not going to do all those little things that initially you were doing. You're probably not going to court them as much. You're probably Mm. not going to try and be spontaneous because you pretty much got them in the house. Well, you do have them in the house. Um, on a lease, like you, it, the comfortability ends up happening and you lose all the excitement that you normally get at the start of the date. So again, like you said, if you're thinking about it, you, I would always think let's wait a little bit longer mm. until you feel like you're really, really ready. Yeah. But I think there are a bunch of things I can say generally that you can do in order to figure out whether, one, you're ready to move with someone. Okay. And whether that is someone that you think is a long-time partner that mm. you could live with. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them is probably emotional readiness. Are you emotionally ready to move in with a partner? And I think it's important to, I guess, like take some time to reflect on what the relationship is to you. And also ask your partner what the relationship is to them. And like, are you even ready to emotionally share a space with someone 24-7? Because for you, obviously, you went from... Mm living because you were with your partner in england yeah. and then you decided to come here and we obviously straight together in hindsight looking back do you think you, emotionally were you even ready nah. to invest and live in, with someone Nah, I, I don't think so i think that i would have really liked to spend more time living separately and like having that time yeah but it just you know naturally that was just the way it unfolded because we came over to australia and that was just how like the cookie crumbled but um, I think would I have like more time? Yeah, hundred percent, like yeah. for sure. Six months was was pretty quick, and it was um, just thrown like very in the deep end. And I I, I made that decision like really quickly. Yeah. Because she was like, "Oh, I'm going back to Australia. You don't have to come. Give it a couple more months." And I was like, "Nah, fuck it. Let's go. Quit my job that day. Booked a flight to come out, and that was it." Yeah, that's mad. Yeah. How old were you again? 24? I was so 2017. So 24. 20, 24. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's been about six years since I've been here. Yeah. So 24, 24 yeah. I remember like I, like that day I made the decision and um, I literally quit that day and booked a flight and left like a week later. Jesus Christ. Hello. Fucking fair player. So good. Was it? <laughs> no, I mean, it led, to, it, it led but, you to but where to you like, are today. But as in like to just like leaving the UK yeah, that yeah, quickly. Yeah. It was just like, it was such a like, because I remember at the time my um, I got this like tax back from the HMRC and shout out and yeah I got like a two and a half grand tax back something like that and I was just like just spent all this money traveling mm. and I was like and then I was like fuck I just I need to save up a bit more money got this two and a half G's I was like boom let's put the Off flight go. let's go yeah HMRC coming in clutch at the I, end I had like a thousand pounds in my account when I came over here that's it that's all I had I, was, I had about I think I had like three thousand pounds yeah and, and I just like, spent it all in yeah. like a couple months but I think also when it comes to that, I think the communication is key. Yeah. So I think before you even move in with someone, you need to have the conversations about almost any and anything, like open and honest about your feelings, your expectations, and some of the concerns. Because obviously, if you're dating someone, you're going to see red flags that mm. pop up while you're dating them. So I think 
having those concerns raised very early on before mm. you decide to sign a lease is very important. You may hang out with this guy, this girl, and you see like there's she, he or she's a bit messy. Probably voice that at the start. I don't like when I come round and you've got your boxes all over the floor. Mm. I hate the fact that every time I go into your bathroom, there's piss in the toilet seat. La da 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 da. You know all that kind of. You, Jack. <laughs> um, all those kind of things that you need to talk about very early on because if you've been living or hanging out with a partner and you've never voiced those concerns prior to moving in and then when you're moving in, mm. you start talking about it, they're going to be like, oh, well, it hasn't been an issue for the last six months yeah. when you've been around in my place. Why are you now barking up and talking about this? So I think discussing those intricate little details that may not seem a big deal but when you're living with someone 24 7 and they don't do those little small things that's when you start to get pissed yeah. off fucking pissed off i'm you, projecting are you okay mate <laughs> <laughs> i'm right. joking i'm joking, joking. You, um you, do you want, i think do you, want, do you want to talk about this i think financial stability is a good one financial or oh, financials mm. and i think because obviously you're going to be sharing everything in the house. So I think the conversation, which will be a very interesting one to have with a partner, is how do you split shit? Are you splitting it equally or equity-wise? So whoever earns more will be paying the percentage of what what things are. I personally, I think it should be equity. It feels fairer to be equity. Yeah. But then they're both deciding to be in that place. And if it wasn't for that person, would you live there? So, you know, let's say if you find like a really nice flat to live and then you're like, well, it should be equity. He's like, yeah, but you're only looking at this place because like we're together. If we weren't here, then you wouldn't be looking at this place. So if you want to be here, then you need to like pay half. <laughs> we continue. No, what, Does so that make that, sense? What? So you wouldn't be looking at this place if what? Like if you're like, oh, it should be equity, not yeah. equality. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, yeah, but you're saying like, if that person is earning less and they're like, oh, it should be equity. If the person earning less is like, it should be equity, not equality because I'm earning less. So you'll pay a bigger percentage. Right. Okay. So yeah, cool. But you wouldn't like, if it was just you living on your own, you wouldn't look at a flat like this. Yeah. But it would be the same for you. Nah, but what if like, you wouldn't be looking at that flat either. Nah, but if, if their budget was high, so they allowed for that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, you're not making any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So I was like, nah, 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 it doesn't make sense. I think equity is good because I don't think, especially if the pay, the salary gap is so big. Yeah. Like if you're earning $50,000 more than your partner, there's no way in hell 50-50 is fair. Like mm. that doesn't give your partner then enough money left after the bills are out. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no extra funds for, yeah. for him or her. So I do, and I, when I when we say equity, we don't mean like, okay, if your salary is 70% more than your partner's, you're going to pay 70 and they're going to pay 30. That's not fair. Mm. Like, I think it's, the key is to come up with a compromise and like, okay, I'm earning sixty or $30,000 more than your year and you're earning this. What's what's a fit? What do you feel most comfortable with? And then you just you just go up and down. Yeah, fair. Yeah, and it could be a case of like, okay, I earn more. What bills are the most expensive, or what bills are this? I can pay maybe this bill, and then you pay the internet, or I can pay our yeah. phone bills, and you pay the internet because maybe yeah, the fair. phone bills will add up to one thirty a month. Yeah, for the both of you, and then the internet's maybe eighty dollars. So then you pay the phone bill. Mm. 
and they pay the internet. So that's a good yeah. way. You can split the bills in terms of responsibilities, or you can just decide, okay, this is what it all adds up to a month, and whatever, whatever. What I did with my ex, we did, um, we split the rent evenly, but what went into the savings account was... Equitable. E- equitable, yeah. Yeah, that's also a good so way to like do it. So it'd be like a percentage of our salary. Yeah. That's a good way to do it, actually. Mm. So rent was still split evenly, but the savings account was equity. Yeah, I think rent's probably the one thing I would say I'm, I'll be okay with going straight down the middle. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> if you listen, I know you don't. <laughs> but if you were. Yeah, I think rent's probably the one of the ones I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fair because mm-hmm. we're choosing now to live in this that's place That's what I was together. trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. both choosing that yeah. place. But know? I mean, every everything. I thought you meant like in general, like nah, everything. I like rent and stuff. Yeah, yeah I'd, 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 like rent I'll let stuff. rent be completely 50-50. Um, I think also... Figuring out whenever, if you're ready to move in with someone, relationship stability. Let's not start moving in with your partner if you're fighting every week. Oh, yeah. Look, that should be like an unspoken rule. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shouldn't even have to say that, but like, I know some people will literally be going through hell with their partner and be so, like, maybe we should get a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll fix it. Maybe if we threw a baby into this situation, yeah. this would help. Yeah. Let's get you pregnant. That sounds um, like yeah, you need therapy. It, it's, it's horrendous. It is, it's fucking horrendous. Yeah, some people are let's move in together. That, that should then solve the, the issue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that should be like an unspoken thing you know make sure you're in a good place make sure you're happy you're healthy you're working on things you're communicative you know like you're in a place where you're like i see this getting better and mm. i see this developing you know and i think 100 when it comes to relationship stability there's a few things you need to look at i think it comes with the stability comes with time how long have you actually been together how long have you been together and it's been good but also have you actually together experienced any challenges because challenges, arguments, disagreements, and debates are going to actually give you an insight into how your partner handles those kind of stuff. Mm. Are they the kind of partner that whenever there's a disagreement that they completely go into their shell and they don't communicate? Do they ignore you? Do they give you the silent treatment? Yeah. Are they the kind of partner who's willing to talk, who's willing to hear your side of the story, who's actually willing to listen, to understand, and lis- instead of listening to react? I think those are the kind of things when it comes to relationship relationship stability that's very very important and if in the early stages of dating it's very hard to figure that shit out I find I think you you like we've said before you learn a lot about a relationship by the conflict resolution and those are the more I think those can be the more powerful bits, you know? It's like, how good is it when we're low compared to when, when we're high? Because how is it we deal with it? And that's, you know, because <clears throat> it will happen and you need to know that we can work through these things. So, yeah, massively. Um, Personal goals. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that, like, even before moving in, yeah, like, to date someone long-term, you need to be able to have, like, the same vision. Mm. Like, if someone's like, look, I want to, you know, start my own business and you know, be a nomad and the other person's like, I want to live on a, you know, communist farm and where we all communist share. Farm. Well, no, what's, is it communist? No, not communist. communist like, no, you know, like it's where everyone shares, like, you know, you've got capitalism Communal. and like you have capitalism and then you have like, I don't know what word you're trying to find. Because we're like, where, where it's not based on like, you know, value. It's like we all share like the same responsibilities. And does that, is that the right word? That's not happening in this society. So it's no, it does in certain countries. It doesn't yeah. say, that's, that's what it was like, you know what I'm I mean? I'm not sure where you're going You know, like a communist community. Like, if There's I'm like, so hey, many other I examples wanna, you yeah, could have given. You yeah, give the right. one that you don't actually know a fucking clue about. Okay. All right. Okay. One second. So as an example, if you're like, you know, when it comes to setting goals and stuff like that, if someone's like, you know, I want to, you know, like own a business and, you know, fucking 
fucking live in like a corporate like jungle mm. and the other person's like well I want to live in Vietnam and yeah. grow old until I'm like 90 you're like okay well we're clearly we're not on the same yeah. path um, that was potentially a, a better example yeah that's a um, better I was trying to step out of my lane there yeah don't um, so yeah 100% you need to be able to have the same goals and outlook and vision and also like I think as well massively is be in the space where you want to support each other's goals mm. like are you willing to like push their goals and support them and help them to do what they need to do um so yeah i think there's a lot of like sharing in that perspective 100 percent. i do think the personal goals thing and, and what you guys as a couple or a throuple see yourselves doing in the future is so so key if if those things don't align then there's probably at some stage going to be mm. um a bit of conflict there i also think when it comes to like personal goals also what are your schedules like like is is your partner working at night shifts that's hard that's are hard. you day shift like do they work up at wake up at 3 a.m are you waking up at 9 a.m do they get home at 11 p.m do you get home at 5 p.m like yeah. those also it's difficult those little things are gonna long term have a massive yeah. effect because it may be okay whenever you're apart because they have different schedules but then you're both trying to figure out a date that works and yeah you go on your date but when you live with someone and you're like fuck we're actually never together that can like be very 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 detrimental to someone's emotional and mental stability because you're not getting the the attachment and the love that you feel you need whenever there's like so much distance from someone who's i guess living or meant to be living in the same quarters so i think stuff like that is fucking fucking very important very fucking good Mm. Um, I had another one. What was that? What are your current life circumstances? What do you mean? What place are you in life? Have you are you going through any major changes in life? Have you just lost a job? Are you sick? Um, because I feel like there's been situations where people have maybe come on to some major life change. Could be like, oh, I've got sick, and then partner has been like, oh, just moving with me. And I'll take care of you. Mm. I'll do this. I'll do that. And then they find themselves completely like uprooting their whole life, flipping it upside down because they've met someone that they think they love. And they're like, okay, I'll do this. I'm, I'll take care of you. But it's like, you're putting yourself under a lot of pressure yeah. with this person. And you think, or this person's going through so much shit and you think the way to fix it is for them to move in with you. Mm. And again, that's going to be a very, very fucking detrimental way to end a relationship it's like that you know support yourself as much as you can so when you bring that value to someone else you can grow something yeah, together you can't pour from a, an empty glass, an empty glass. You know yeah what I mean? yeah that's very true i like that um you guys sent in some shit <laughs> so i'll play this one from someone who oh, sent okay. in about the uh moving in together oh okay, okay so I this might it. seem a little bit controversial but i've been thinking about this quite a lot and i'm like I don't know if I will ever live with a partner again, having done it long term and short term um, and at like various different stages of relationships, etc. And the reason being is that I wonder if it's really hard to maintain the kind of romance and like passion aspect when you see the person literally 24 seven. I'm wondering if there's some sort of like hybrid or ideal whereby you can either have two separate places um, or I think that my ideal might be like 
a sort of Tim Burton, Helena Bonham Carter situation where it's like a house conjoined with one door. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And obviously, practically, that is expensive and whatever. But it's a thought. Because you know that thing of like, how can a, a flame burn without oxygen? Like, I feel like maybe having space helps with that because then there is still like the excitement aspect and like making effort for each other because you don't literally see each other all the time but I think that might get difficult if then later down the line kids were involved so it would have to be mm. renegotiated in some way especially with a newborn but yeah I don't know what are your thoughts on that what are your thoughts on that uh nah I don't I disagree with that which uh, one the separate thing yeah, like when she's saying, you know, I think that maybe like I would just never live with a partner. I think that like, you know, it kills the spark for sure. It yeah, can yeah. do like a hundred percent. But there are so many like people that I watch online and like videos and like even in like my own relationship where Congrats. if you're willing to like put the investment in, <laughs> if you're willing to put, I'm not, if, if you're willing to put the investment in, you really can like make it work. It's like as you go past the honeymoon stage, people are like, oh, it's just the honeymoon stage. I'm like, that doesn't have to end. No. Nah. The honeymoon stage doesn't have to end, but it changes. Mm. It develops into something new. Mm. And so <laughs> and that really comes from like cool. But you have to really sit down honestly with your partner and be like, cool. Emotionally, sexually, intellectually, I feel like these are the areas that we could really work on to stimulate each other more. So even though we're past the initial honeymoon stage, I know this would be an awesome thing to keep going. And then if that person would go, yeah, cool, I'm actively going to do these things and make it a daily habit, I think that that can go on forever. Yeah. I, I really do think that. Yeah. And it comes down to being like, am I just going to relax and coast? And when I do have these things, they want me to work on. And even these little like one percenters being like, can you send me like a random text in the day about something? You know, it's mm. like to keep that interest alive. Yeah. It just takes that like effort and investment. So if you've come from relationships where it hasn't been like that and they didn't want to work on those things, yeah, it can give you a really skewed perception, but I really want to believe like wholeheartedly that you can move in with a partner and it can be incredible yeah. and you can just build on those things and it can even become better because you've got the excitement of a life you're building and everything else you're working on as well. So I, uh, I actually pretty much kind of said it that It made me her. sad otherwise. Yeah. I'd be sad. I'm like, fuck, can I like never live with a partner and that means we lose the spark? I'm yeah. like, look, in my last relationship, for sure, like there, there was definitely that element, but I want to like, I, I would really upset me if I believe that that was always the case, mm. you know, because I want to, I want to live with someone, you know, I want to have that like experience, you know? I'm the same. I completely agree. I, I've never lived with a partner, but the idea of it does sound amazing yeah. if you find the right person. Mm. And I actually pretty much respond. I responded to her with some voice notes, and I pretty much kind of, kind of said what you said in terms mm. of like I understand that this. I actually kind of said also oh, you could do like a semi-detached house, and then you have the glass door that's in the middle. I'd be like, that'd be sick because yeah, cool. if you could afford it and buy a, a fucking yeah. a semi-detached and knock out the middle and you have you can have your separate spaces a lot of people do that it's like especially celebrities who have the money yeah. to do that so i also said i understand the spark will die or the flame will go out at some point but again it comes down to the relationship and if both parties are willing to constantly work on it and choose to be spontaneous and choose yeah. to choose to do the same things you did at the start in order to win your partner if both parties are willing to constantly do that then there is no reason why that should ever die. And obviously, 
with life and responsibilities, eroticism and sexual desire will slowly die. If you have kids, if you have a job, yeah. if you have a mortgage, it stresses, if you're struggling with money, like those little things will actually yeah. kill the excitement and kill the sexual drive. But if those aren't issues that you're going through, then there's no reason why that should really happen. That's why the, That's why whenever you're younger and you have no responsibilities, that's why you're always so excited to see a partner because yeah. the only thing usually most young people have is a job yeah. that they need to worry about. Everything else, it's just them and their partner. Yeah. But when you start having kids, you get a mortgage, you have to pay for their school, you have to pay for their football, you have to pay for this, pay for that, and you're like, fuck, there's so much going on, and you're having to make their lunches. I completely understand why that would die, but I don't feel like it, you should go in with the idea that yeah, it will die. Like it will. Because if you go in like that, then you're you're already doomed to fail. Jordan Peterson, he said something really interesting. He was Big talking Jordy. about, yeah, he was talking about when people talk about settling down. And he's like, what a depressing like notion. Settle down. The term settle, settle down. down. Yeah. He's like, why settle down? Why not thrive up? Yeah. Ooh. And I'm like, I love that. I'm like, you he's like, have where said Jordan did, Peterson said that. You should, said, you should have just played it right. <laughs> we'll, we'll just clip we'll that. Just cut, cut the Jordan yeah. Peterson. Bit why out. settle down? Why not thrive up? Mm. We'll, just, we'll just clip that. And, uh, and I'm like, that's such a good way of thinking about it, you know, because who did coin that? Like, how did that come around? This, this term of like settle down. That's when we decide to, let go of certain parts of our life why not you know use those to like you know thrive up and, and move forward together I'm like I love that you know yes um, <clears throat> I think that's us when well, it comes to this section of the podcast so again there is no one size fits all when it comes to moving in with a partner but I think the six things if we can give you that you need to consider and you need to do before you move in is to communicate with your partner, figure out what their expectations are when you move in. Mm -hmm. Are you emotionally ready as an individual and together? Do you know what you need and want from the relationship? Number three, financial stability. Are you actually in a place where you can afford to move in with a partner? Are you even, is your partner even good with money? Are they financially literate? Figure out whether the bills will be split on an equal level or equitable level. Figure that out. Number four, is the relationship stable? Do you understand how your partner actually deals with conflict? Um, have you been together long enough to understand who your partner really is? Number five, your life circumstances. Where are you in life? Is your job good? Are your finances good? All that kind of stuff. And number six, personal goals. Are your personal goals and your view and what the future looks like? Mm slightly similar or are they drastically different because if they're drastically different that's a conversation you're going to need to have and figure yeah. out whether that's going to be a problem moving forward if you want to live in dubai and your partner wants to live in tokyo y'all need to figure that out because that's, that's a much better example than what i said that's so much simpler thank you oh, that was, <laughs> no i just didn't think of two different countries <laughs> yeah. so if you both want to live in two different cities and you're completely against moving to one and they're completely against moving to one then again that's going to be a conversation yeah. that you need to have because you don't want to decide mm. okay i'll move to tokyo and then resent your partner for moving to tokyo because you're unhappy it's like if you want to live in south bondi and they want to live in north, north bondi, bondi it's just not going to work just not gonna you're work. just not compatible it's just definitely you're just, you're just it's, different it's ten, any more than 10 minutes you're different in people the you're different people yeah different people um, but yeah those are the six i think you need to consider in order to figure out whether you think it's the right time to move in 
we got a uh, some funny stories. Yeah, so you put out a poll. We've got enough time. We've got time. Yeah, we've got time. We've got time. How long have we been going? What are we going? What are we going? Forty five. Oh yeah, it's fucking perfect, mate. Fucking right, mate. Um, Get so, it fucking up here. <clears throat> so I put a, a a story out the other day asking for your best one night stand stories. I'm just going to read one of them. We're going to save like the others for for the next time and build up a you know a a, a bank of all this. But this one, I, I hope you didn't read this because I don't want it to to ruin. I, it. I didn't think I read any of them. Cool. Um, so this is sent in. It's all going to be anonymous. <clears throat> Thank you, Karen, for sending it in. <laughs> I'm joking. I brought. I don't know a Karen. I brought. I brought um, a guy back to mine for a one night stand. A very drunken. Uh, a very drunken one. At the time, I had my brother staying at my apartment to oh help God. to help him out. He was staying in my room, so I thought I could get away with bringing the guy into the living room and getting down to business there. The guy ended up being an absolute weirdo and was doing the helicopter in my kitchen. <laughs> I let him know he could leave now and he was saying he couldn't find his shoes. I gave him a pair I found in the hall and he kept saying they weren't his. I looked everywhere else so they had to so they had to be his. He eventually left. I got up and went to work the next day and through the morning noticed missed calls on my phone from my brother and he texted me saying, where are my shoes? I can't leave the house. I have to go to work. Turns out I gave this guy my brother's only pair of shoes. I had to buy another uh, pair of shoes for my brother on my way home from work. Which has me thinking, did I bring home a homeless shoe guy? What? Did I bring home a guy who had no shoes? Oh my God. <laughs> he just had no shoes on. She couldn't have been that smart that he didn't notice that there was no shoes on his feet. I think she brought home a homeless lad. She couldn't have been that... There's no way you wouldn't notice that no one at the guy hasn't got shoes on. Mate, she must have brought someone home who did was they, homeless. Did they sleep with each other? Um... Or did he just end up helicoptering in the kitchen? I think and she he, said, he was pulling the helicopter and she was like, get the fuck out of here. She didn't even, but, she didn't even sleep with him. No, I don't know. But Why do you she, not do follow-up questions? What no, is wrong with you? Because you the have main, one job. No, because the main aim of this, the, the main, it's because the, the, the fucking, the thing of this is, did she bring home someone homeless? Why did the guy not have any shoes? Shoes on. Yeah. Do you know who it is? Do you know the person? No, I don't know the person. Oh, it's a random. Yeah, it's just a random. Yeah. Give us another one. Okay. Um, one second. I've got another one here. Cool. <laughs> Pulled a bird, went to town on her, and she never said she was on her period. Oh. Anyway, it was pitch black and I couldn't see shit. Then all of a sudden, I could taste pure iron and my whole face went rock solid and tight. No. Turns out I had a period all over my face. Oh. Turned the light on and it legit looked like I'd been devouring a cow for six hours. Anyway, I didn't wash my face and carried on as if everything was normal. Got uh-huh. some decent B12, though, iron and vitamin A. So everything worked out well in the ah, end. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> my guy said he got some B12. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what that's the hell? so fucking good. Yeah. What a trooper. Wait, he said his face tightened. Yeah, like he must have realised and winced. You know what I mean? Oh, He's like, right. I oh. thought he said the blood on his face was like reacting to his skin and it started tightening. Oh, my. That mate. is actually jokes. Imagine like the... That is jokes. To, the, to get the job done, though, he carried on. He's like, let's fucking that go. That is a trooper right there. That's a trooper. you got to do what needs to be done. You know done. what? Girls deserve loving every day of the month. I think yeah, so. Yeah, 100%. Not for me. 100%. Joking for me. 
you know, big fan of CSI. Oh, that's hilarious. Big fan of Dexter. You know, you got to do what Great needs show. to be done. Yeah, you got to do what needs to be done. Ah, well, thank you very much, people. That is the end of another episode of Men Know Nothing. We're your hosts, Dwayne. Dan. And as always, please follow us on all our social media platforms. We've got TikTok. We've got Facebook. Facebook. We've got Instagram. Instagram. We've got YouTube. YouTube. And if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on Spotify. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Thank you very much, people. Peace out. Stay safe. Have a good day. <laughs>